Hello and welcome back to Freeball, the volleyball podcast. Episode number four. Number four. We've made it. We do well. <laughs> is that is that the uh, indicator that we've made it four episodes in? Yeah, we're still going. <laughs> we're still, we haven't quit still yet. Going. Yeah, still still no quitting. How's your week been? Good. Busy as always. Uh, we played yesterday. We did. Um, we lost, but it was a good game. I mean, what do you expect? Two training sessions after Christmas. They're training a, a lot more rust, than us. Bit of rust over Christmas still. <laughs> you weren't there in the shower, but people were talking about how much weight they'd all gained over Christmas. <laughs> and yeah, that that doesn't help. But no. I, we had fun though, right? It was good. It was a good game. And that's the main thing about our team. Like somehow we always seem to have a have a great time. Yeah, that's the that's the main goal. Seems to be for everybody. And Cam got MVP. Yeah, did through that opposite position. You boy, crushing it. Um, today, what have we got coming up? So we've got a absolutely massive interview with a the French superstar Kevin Tilly. Really lucky to have Kevin Tilly. We've managed to talk to his wife as well, Anna. So uh, props to Anna for giving us some good information give for our some, interview. Give us some dirt on him. Yeah, we've got we've got <laughs> too much dirt on Kevin Tilly. Sorry, sorry Tilly. Um, and we've also got a little bit of news coming our yeah. way from. Actually, it's not been the most eventful week in in volleyball, but, but it's uh, it's quite funny the the news that has come out. Uh, from the CEV was actually from Kevin Tilly's dad. Yeah, just crazy that just every the the, the stars are aligning. For yeah. <laughs> Everything's coming the right way. Um, so he's come out because he is the coach of the French team. He's the head coach of the French team, and he's just come out with a big statement about their draw in the Euro Volley competition. Yeah, so, so 2019 is the Euro Volley year, alongside the VNL, the Olympic qualifiers. And the World Cup. It's an insanely busy year for volleyball. Crazy. Like, yeah, crazy year. So, there's so much going on. And so, so much... And this is just like an extra tournament between the countries. Yeah. Just and, the European countries. And the, yeah, and it's a European championship. So, same as the Asian Asian yeah. championship, you're, you're obviously, the, the Aussies playing. But there's just so much going on. And I actually looked at the calendar last week. And the European champs finish like three days before the World Cup starts in <laughs> Japan. And then the World Cup is two weeks long. So the World Cup, is that... Not the World Champs, it's another FIVB event in... But countries competing. Yep, 100%. So what's the difference between that and the World Champs? Can you please put your answers on a postcard (laughs) (laughs) and and let us know. Uh, It's it's the FIVB's big international competition of the year. And is World Champs not run by FIVB? World Champs, yeah, that's every four years. Okay. And then you have the the World Cup... how often is that? It's it seems, once every four years as well. I it think. seems bizarre that you'd just have like another one. It's like you have the Football World Cup and then the next year you have the Football World Champs and just have the exact same tournament. And that's that's a crazy thing now with the VNL because the VNL is constant. Yeah. It's every year that you'd feel Which that, is an international competition. Yeah, over six or seven weeks in June and July and then you're preparing for the European Champs and but then you're preparing for the World Cup and then as soon as the World Cup finishes... It's league season and you go back to your clubs. Yeah, you'd almost think maybe been one of them. Yeah, you, what we'll see is we're going to have an interesting episode coming up with Lonica Sloches actually, who talks about burnout and how yeah. physically and mentally demanding the schedule is. And I think it'll be interesting to, to bring up these, these topics again. Yeah, definitely. Also in the news, Beach News, world number ones. Simon Moore. Yeah, still there after such a great summer last year. Crushing it, boys. D- didn't have the result they wanted in The Hague, as we've mentioned before, but they're still at the top of the rankings. And they've actually just released a new video on their YouTube channel, Beach Volley Vikings, 
about their 2019 as well. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, have a look. And in the women's, it's Brandy Wilkinson and Heather Bansley who are still at the top. The women's is going to be really interesting as really well interesting. this year. Ludwig's coming back. We've covered that story last last week. The Aussies for you are going well, to be interesting. Well, I, I was shocked. I was just saying, I was shocked to see that the Aussies are so high up on the rankings. Like, you know, since 2000, we've kind of slipped off the radar a bit in terms of international volley. Yeah, always top top five yeah. in big events, though. In the women's, the men's yeah. not as successful. Yeah, the men's We had a good, we had a good um, Commonwealth Games. That's, that's Margot's job now. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't take care of that. Yeah, yeah, Margot, you've you've got that one. <laughs> Ex guest of the show, Margot Wiltons. Should we go to our uh, guest? Yeah. So, do you want to give us a little bit of a background about who he is? Yeah. So Kevin Tilly is an outside spiker for France, and he's part of this golden generation of French players that include Engerpeth. He plays on the outside with Engerpeth, Benjamin Tonyuti, Cassetta, Kevin Leroux in the middle, um, and Genia. Grebenikov, just to name a few. His dad is obviously, as we mentioned, the coach of France in Laurent Tilly. But Kevin's journey has taken him around Poland, from Zaxa. He's a 2015 European champion, gold medalist of the 2015 World League, Polish champion in 2016-2017. And now he's playing for Beijing Motors, who are currently going really well in the Chinese League. On top of that, he was part of the squad that won a silver medal in the VNL last year in Lille as well. So we're, let's hear from Kevin Tilly. Yeah, let's hear from him. Kevin Tilly, welcome. Welcome to Hello. the Free Ball Volleyball Podcast. How's it going in China, mate? I haven't seen you for a while. Very good. Uh, yeah, we we just finished regular season and we're starting next uh, Sunday the some finals. How long does the season last for? How long has it been? How long have you been playing? Like uh, So I'd say November, December, January, February. March is going to be five months in total. And do you stay out there after the finals and stuff, or do you come? Do you go back to France? No, I'll, I'll go back to France. I, I can do. I'll be free after the finals, so I can maybe join another team. Or some, I know some players went to Qatar before, but like if if teams need a player for the playoffs or something, I can be free, or I can <laughs> take holidays. Also, I don't know. You can be a, the superstar ring. Yeah, just turn up. Last minute. <laughs> Just send it out to the world. Does, does anybody need me? Oh, I, wish, I, wish yeah. we, I wish we were that. Who needs me? Yeah. <laughs> that must that must be um that must be pretty tough straight after the world champs to go straight into the season in Asia. Like you must be feeling pretty tired after a long a long summer as well. Yeah, but it was okay because we had we had some time off. Uh, like we, I had almost I'd say almost a month uh, before my next match. So it's more chill in China. Compared to the European leagues, start right away. Um, and the league, the league's a little bit crazy to follow. So there's a couple of different um, divisions, and then there's like playoffs after that. Is that right? So we did this year. It was different than last year. Every year is different. This year we just had two tournaments. Well, like there was one tournament and another tournament with different teams, and the first four of the pools were going to make a regular season basically. So it's like it it's was, almost, so it's like a preliminary sort of tournament to make it into the yeah, season. Yeah. It was to eliminate the bad teams. <laughs> and what do they do for the rest of the season? Yeah, yeah so the last eight are are it's decent, decent. Yeah. Yeah, how how's the uh, level? Like how's how's the level obviously you've played in Poland? 
um, play nearly? Like, how, how's the level out in China? Is it growing? Is it? Uh, yeah, I think it's growing because they're, they're having, uh, the Chinese players are having um, a foreigner national team coach. So I think they're evolving in the way they play volleyball a little bit. And you see teams, some teams have foreigners, so they can help and like, you know, grow differently. But yeah, it's still not as professional, I'd say, compared to like Europe and and South America and stuff like this. How many? It's it's because China has so many rules. You know, it's a different country. It's like uh, government owns so many things that they're not really free players. So it's it's really hard for them. I think they don't own the tilly, though, do they? They don't own tilly. No. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many foreign players on your team? Uh, we're two. Uh, there's a Cuban player, Leo Leonardo Leva. Oh, who's are you? Is he better than you? <laughs> At Viking, probably, yes, but no, it's not passing. Well, I just wanted to bring up, um, so Louis told me to, you know, do a bit of research and watch a few of your videos, so I searched you on YouTube, and the first video is like a compilation of all your, like, big hits, and it's been made by, like, epicvolleyball.com or something, but it has 96,000 views. Yeah, but uh, Epic Volleyball is, is famous now for videos. They make a lot of videos. They have a lot of views, probably. That's why. Yeah, that's a lot of views. Like, you know, that's, you're, that's famous. You're proper famous. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, a big, you're a big dog in this <laughs> You are. How, how do you find living in, in China as a, as a whole? I've been there a lot. I have my, have my views on it. Um, yeah. It actually grows on me the more that I go there. I actually... Yeah, it's probably... It, it depends which country, which city probably, but like if you live in Beijing and Shanghai, it's really easy. It's like big city, you can find anything you need. Like I, I find, yeah, everything I want. A lot of things to do, so it's easy to live. And then you, then the is obviously, you know, the culture. You got to get used to it, but like you got to adapt. And I'm easy to adapt, so it's not bad. Yeah, for sure. Do you see yourself playing there in the future as well? Like, is it is it something that? Yeah, yeah why not? Like, I obviously missed the, the competition in Europe, for sure. Um, but I think it was good for me these two seasons here after my surgeries. It was nice to, to be here. And it's the league is definitely not as heavy, so like on the body. So it's it's good for me to play these two seasons here. Yeah, just to get over your injuries and, and yeah. make sure that you're fully fit. Have you learned any Chinese? A few words, but it's really <laughs> hard. It's really hard. Can you say in Chinese for all the Chinese fans? Hi, I'm Kevin Tilly, and you're listening to the Free Ball Volleyball Podcast. <laughs> Damn. I'm assuming your coach talks to you in English, then. I'm, no, I have a translator all the time. Really? At every practice, every match. Yeah, that's, it's that's his good. job, and he's a really cool guy. So it's it's he's funny and cool. So uh, I I enjoy my experience with him at volleyball because I know he helps a lot. What, what's his name? Uh, his Chinese name, I don't know, but we call him Johnny. Johnny. Does he translate it into French or English? English. He's he's actually a really big guy. Really big. He <laughs> used to play volleyball. He's like, you know, when I walk in China, like in China, I walk, people stare at me, but they stare more at him. He's <laughs> two meters, like oh, eight or something. <laughs> Tell us uh, so far, what's been your highlight? So career highlights. You- career highlights. I don't know. Well, for sure, like the two goals I've had with World League and European Championship, that's for sure. Because in 
it was the first paddles that France ever had, so yeah. that's crazy for us. Yeah, that was the year where it was crazy. Uh, obviously, the Olympics with my brother who played basketball. I was with him and my dad, so that's that was sick. really cool too. Oh, what a, what a uh, talented family, then. Yeah, it was. It was for for me. It was cool because he was Kim. I was just going. You know, we're in the same building for France, and I would just go upstairs in the uh, higher floors to just hang out with my brother which <laughs> don't i don't have i don't hang out with my brother that much like ever because he plays in spain uh and it's it's hard to see each other so the fact that i could just hang out with him every day was cool <laughs> at the olympics but he was he was also in the room with tony parker boris Diaw. oh jeez no the colo players like this so i was just like hanging out with everyone rudy gobert and everyone so it's like big names in basketball so it's everything was cool and then obviously disappointing for our results but overall it's an experience i think if we go to the olympics in 2020 we'll see it differently it's it's hard it's really hard to come in the olympics the first time you're a bit like overwhelmed with what's going on i can imagine and we we're gonna we can touch on it earlier but that that was obviously this is would you say like a golden generation for France for volleyball? Yeah, well, it's the, our generation was the first gold, so uh, I don't know how much more we can we can do, and we we hope to do more. But it's it, we we have ups and downs, and I think we we have to figure shit out. Yeah. Is your like with the team you've got at the moment? Are they likely to stay that same sort of core until the Olympics? Like, do you have people um, that are going to retire soon or anything? Yeah, no. Uh, the Olympics is only in, in a year, so we we probably have the same core. Uh, you know, Irvin, Genia, Leroux, Tonyuti, these players will be around probably. Uh, we have young players coming in uh, for the past few years. They're really good. So it's there's some changes, but the main core is still the same. Do, do you think, uh, obviously, Tokyo would be your best chance to win a medal with this team? Or do you think 2024 home Olympics, but everybody's a little bit older? It's a, oh, that would be tough. Yeah. I don't even know if you, anyone you, goes you'll, 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 be, you'll, team. you'll be 33, <laughs> you'll be 33, mate. Yeah, I'll be 30. Yeah, 33, almost 34. I just thought I would still play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, well, you that's can one do, of the goals. The thing is, we know that we're going to be qualified for these Olympics. So I think a lot of people are going to want to be like, stay on the team just for that but it's also really far away really far away <laughs> yeah. we have a whole other olympics to come before that so yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen but it's just crazy to have a home olympics as well and yeah to be able to play in the olympics at home would be i imagine pr- a pretty pretty good moment yeah it would be good for volleyball as a sport too to do something good for the paris olympics because we're, we're struggling in france volleyball is struggling to like find the the media because there's so many sports that do well in, in France that you have you have football, you have basketball, you have rugby, tennis, handball, all the like athletics are doing well too, so it's it's hard. Volleyball's you know, it's hard. We we gotta win stuff, so try being from England as well, mate. We feel that pain. Yeah, England's probably worse. <laughs> and Australia. Yeah. Uh, but that's... Do, you, do you guys have any like a part of football, what's your... Do you have any sport, like... Cricket. Uh, England, cricket <laughs> cricket and rugby. Rugby's cricket all right. Rugby. 
Yeah, yeah rugby's good. Rugby's good. Better than France. Yeah. And Australia's better than England and France, so... Yeah. I know that the volleyball might be down, but I wouldn't say that France are overly that good at that many sports apart from football. <laughs> <laughs> and volleyball. Um, <laughs> How's uh like how how's it being how's the like working relationship with dad like how's it being coached by your dad for the national team? I'm used to it now, but it's it's definitely not easy. <laughs> I mean it, it it's hard. I like the thing is I know what what he thinks. I know what's how is it gonna work. I know I know him, so I know what to expect. But it's just it's just hard because you always have people. You know, thinking I, I'm I'm there because I'm his, I'm the son. You've always had people jealous, you and he's trying to make it so it's it's not like that. So sometimes he makes it a bit harder. But it's possible that's only me thinking like this. But it's just you know, in the whole, as a whole, it's 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 not easy to be coached by your dad at a high level. And you have players like Jenya had the same experience. Irvin have had the same experience uh, in club, and they always tell me like. Every time something bad is going on, uh, he j- they just tell me, yeah, it's the same. I've had the same, blah, blah, blah. It's t- it sucks, but it's how it is. It's difficult. I used to get coached as a junior by my dad, and it was good when we were winning, but tough when we were losing. <laughs> That's the same. If you play well, it's fine. If <laughs> yeah. you don't play well, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Every, every, every time I've seen someone being coached by their parents, they seem to be so much harder on the kids than the other people. Yeah. Like, if it's your kid, they're just, like, so much tougher on you. Well, I, f- I feel... But it's also the same with the kid is being, like... It's it's hard to take the same, like... I don't know how you call it. When someone yells at you and tells you what to do, it's hard to take it when it's your parents saying it. You're yeah. like... Take it personal. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you basically want to tell them to fuck off. And you're like... It's, and if it's, if it's another coach that you're, like... You do, you're, like, you have to, like... You know, it's important coach, and you don't know him that well. You're like obviously gonna say like, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, you're, but your dad's a gentleman. I've met him twice. He would never say fuck off. No, I would say fuck. <laughs> off. <laughs> How did obviously your your mum also played volleyball, right? Yeah, she Just coached me when I was a kid, actually. So she's the first coach I had, and it was the same. <laughs> you who, can't tell your mum to fuck who, off. Who, yeah, who, who's who's yeah. that? Who, <laughs> Who's better, mum or dad? I'd say mum now. <laughs> Changed. <laughs> Just to annoy my dad. No, but yeah, yeah, it's. I feel like they 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 think the same anyway. So. And she she played for the Netherlands, right? Yeah, she played, and she was a captain for the Netherlands for many years. Yeah. So did your brother get into basketball as like a protest against the family? We all did. Like I did too. I was in basketball for many years. I did. We didn't want to play volleyball. Yeah. We we're against it. We we're like, <laughs> we're sick of volleyball. We we're in the gyms every weekend. Uh, we we want to play something else. So we, he started with football and me with tennis. And then when we moved to the south of France, we both did basketball. And so the little one just ended up playing basketball too. Who he's now at Gonzaga University. And we, I slowly, I don't know, I slowly turned into volleyball. <laughs> Felt I, was not as physical, I was not as physical as my older brother. So you wanted something with a net between you? And the other yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tough to get like hits all the time. Yeah. You... Even though it pisses me off when I watch I watch my brothers play, I feel like basketball is not so tough. There's like fouls every two seconds. You can't do nothing on the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell them at least we're allowed to like spike balls in people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. But you also um so you obviously got a talented family, which is which is amazing. Um World Championships. How how did yeah. oh, actually let's let's talk about twenty nineteen. Oh sorry, twenty eighteen. VNL was obviously like really super successful taking making the final and then the world champs went a little bit the other way. It wasn't the result that you probably were hoping for. Um, how did that season look from like from your perspective? We we played really well until you started commenting us. I think. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as I started commenting the game, we lost when you were in there, man. <laughs> You're the bad luck to yeah. We'll win something. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh yeah, I get France. I've got they they posted me to Rusa. Uh, um, I feel like we've been struggling to um, be success successful in multiple um tournaments in the summer like we've always like the first like the vnl we've been doing good and then the second part like either european championship or uh world championship we've been i don't know struggling a bit more and we always think it's because i don't know we're getting tired and stuff but i don't know i feel like we've done different seasons where the first year we we thought it was tiring we were, we were tired and uh then the season after we try to be careful with that and we still ended up the same so maybe it's i don't know in our minds maybe it's mental but like the other teams do it too so we've got to figure stuff out to to be good at every competition fascinating though how the not just in the men's but the women's but quite a lot of teams who played in the VN who played really well in the VNL went off the boil in for the world championships as well I don't know maybe it's meant like mentally tough physically tough but there, there's a lot of competitions in the summer for the national teams and a lot of players that play uh in Europe during the the season it's 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 really hard like I mean I, I think we play like and play, I saw that the other day on the Italian news. Like players play over eighty games, and that's where Genia is. And now Engerpet's obviously in Russia. I don't think it's quite as tough in yeah. Russia, but it's yeah, even in Poland they play a lot of games and stuff. And I think that's one of the reason why I I had my injuries was I had tendon problems and I was overplaying and I needed a break and I got my like, surgeries that helped and now I feel better and. Uh, now I'm being careful. That's good. That's good that you have now the opportunity to play less and to look after those injuries, and hopefully that's yeah. going to mean you can play longer than you probably would have if you'd stayed playing in Europe. Yeah, yeah, probably. And um, if if I feel good, I can always if a team needs me, as I said, I can always go and do at the end of the season in Europe if it's if I'm capable to find a team. And if I don't feel good, like I can just take a rest and get ready for the national team. Yeah. What's the what's the transfer sort of regulations that if you if you finish your season in China, to then fly there, back? Like, is there a transfer deadline? There's a deadline in some leagues, and some leagues have rules about some leagues. It's only allow if you have an injured player to switch. Like, I can come only if there's an injured player. Some leagues I just have a deadline that you can't have a new person after that that deadline. Uh, and I think, uh, as I said, I've seen many players go to Qatar or do some tournaments. I don't think there's any rules there. You just go and play tournaments. If you ever want to um, come and join our team, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're called the London the London Aces, and the contract is, is about minus £50 a month. Um, oh, oh. Can you just get me a pint, like, every night? <laughs> yeah, 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 you can do that. Yeah. Um, what happened, I've got my, I've got some intel on Kevin Tilly, okay? What happened after winning the European Championships 
that meant that you missed your flight the next day. Oh, what? How did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Here's the story. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know your wife. <laughs> First of all, we have a game. It's called the dice game, and you just play with the dice. So imagine I have the, I have the, so, the dice. So, I can, I can, and you're drinking. I just go up to you and I'm like, all right, on a four, I'm gonna shave your head off. And if you say no, you just have to chug your your drink. Say <laughs> so yes to play, and if it goes on four, I just shave your head off. And if it if it's another number, you keep the dice and continue with someone else and do say whatever you want. So this is the French so, national team after winning the European Championships. You played this we were, game. That, well, that was that was in the hotel, and people were shaving everyone's head. <laughs> shaved here and not here. And they ask me, they say, on the four, we'll shave your head only here, not here. <laughs> no, I didn't get shaved. I lucky it fell on another number. But yeah, it ended up like this. And we arrived in Paris and we celebrated all in Paris and big nightclub in Paris. And I had all my old school friends from like when I started volleyball uh, in this little club in South France. They all in Paris at that time. So they all came with me and we all celebrated. And I don't know, my flight was at 9.30 and I woke up at 10.30. My friends had no idea how, like, I have no idea how I ended up there. And it was, yeah. So I had to book another flight. <laughs> it happens when you're you're when you're champion. <laughs> These things happen. You yeah. get a flight. It's okay. <laughs> Do you go out much with the with the team in China? Not much. It's it's different because I'm I'm in the center of Beijing. We uh, the two foreigners are in a nice apartment in Beijing, and the team lives in the center, uh, the training center. Uh, okay. Which is like five stops by metro away, and uh, it's it's quite hard because not many people speak English. I I can talk some some do some invite me. We do out we do go out sometimes, but more on road trips compared to like when we're here. I just I just chill, and I'm old now. I don't party anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was gonna say. I, like, I don't really have. I never get into those situations, so I guess you maybe. <laughs> right, quick fire, Kevin Tilly, free ball podcast. What's your best volleyballing memory? My best volleyball memory? Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's what I said, being champion, getting the gold. All right. And what's your worst volleyball memory? The surgeries. Who do you love playing with the most? So who's your who's the best teammate you've ever had and why? Well, I have to say Tonyuti because he sets me and I've <laughs> played with him in Ravenna and Poland. So, yeah, Tonyuti. He's a good teammate. Like, you know, he's serious and... And he sets me, so it's good. <laughs> Just gives you the ball. He's he's awesome as well. That Zaks are going really well again, aren't they this year in Poland? Yeah, really well. Uh, who do you hate playing against, and why? Probably teammates from the national team because you don't want to lose against them. <laughs> <laughs> I and I would I would hate like getting blocked by Tonyuti, so I would not want to play against him. <laughs> can you not? Can you not if, hit? If he blocks you, he probably look at you for like the whole match. He doesn't care about the match. He pro- just wants to block you once. <laughs> but can you not hit over the top of him? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I uh, practice. It happened. <laughs> who's who's the best? The best player that you've played against. Who have you played against and thought, wow? Pro- probably Mikhailov, the opposite Russian opposite. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's tough every time. <laughs> How, how do you, how do you, when you're lined up against him on the front row, like, what do you do blocking-wise? 
Like, how do you read him? No, we usually have a game plan, so depending on what you're supposed to do. But I just hope the defense gets it. <laughs> uh, if you weren't French, what country would you want to play for? England! Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Thank, thanks, mate. Uh, and if you weren't playing in China and you had a club, what club would you want to play for? Probably the... The, the next club I will be on, but I don't know which one. Yeah, but there's no uh, one like enjoy, it. I enjoy, for, I enjoy playing for Zaxa a lot, so I'd say Zaxa. You'll still love there as well, by the looks of it. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was, uh, fans are good. It's good league. So it's, it's, I enjoyed it. And uh, who's the longest in the shower? <laughs> Time-wise. Time <laughs> Can't tell these things. It stays... It stays stays in the in the locker room yeah you can shower for as long as you like it's, it's free yeah. free world is there um there's a big question last okay. question so we're doing a thing I don't know if you've heard our first episode or not um but we are picking you need to pick your dream seven <clears throat> so if you had to pick an all star seven from the whole world what would that look like Jiba outside hitter with Fuck, I've got to say Dante, that's the problem, because it was, I can't take players from now, basically, because then it's going to be like, I'm going to play against them soon, and then be like, oh, you're, I'm in your dream seven, so. <laughs> Mate, on, honestly, Kevin, if they're, if they're all listening and you have that problem, let us know, because we'll be well happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say, I mean, the players I've seen... It was like Giba Dante. Libero, I'd take, take Genia because every time he plays, I'm like, what the fuck was he doing? It's crazy. Do you know what? I was thinking um, about this and I would I would take Genia as well. I was trying to think of Libero's. Uh, middles, I think the middle blocker I've played against, uh, I was like, shit, it's Simon. Like when I played in Italy, I played against him. He was in Piacenza back in the day. Mm. There's another middle. What is it? Mur- Murillo's brother back in the day old, like he doesn't play anymore Gustavo he was he was pretty huge blocker pretty big dude Brazilian uh Sorry. setter I'd t- I t- I take Tony Uti as a setter and opposite uh, Milkovic Serbinga good choice I'm in Teddy's dream seven I, I noticed you didn't put yourself on the team nah <laughs> he's so humble I didn't I, I didn't win Olympic golds <laughs> yet. yet yeah not yet yet if I win Olympic gold I'll put myself in <laughs> yet alright we'll interview you after you win the Olympics so that you can put yourself back in myself in for sure one last thing just just um, obviously Dream 7 is, is usually um, but for the fans out there who love Engerpeth what's it like to play with Engerpeth I mean it's it's fun you, you never know what's going to happen though because <laughs> he does so many like insane things that you're like what the fuck did you just do? And then it works. Yeah. So it's, yeah. but it's obviously, you learn a lot from watching him and see him practice every day. So it helps a lot just to, to see what he does. He's, he's actually a really good passer too, believe it or not. And he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's really um, creative. So it's, it's fun to watch. He's, he's unbelievable off the block, right? His vision and the way that he can tour the block is, the best yeah. I've probably it's ever his, seen. Especially his, his shoulder. He has a really good shoulder to like, his technique skilled and powerful. So it's, 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 that's what helps a lot. Um, we were talking over the World Club Champs. It seems to have gone quiet, that subject now. He, he, but that was, uh, that was crazy. Is that something that you, you see quite a lot when he, he just loves his volleyball and he gets a little bit 
emotional at certain times? Yeah, he gets emotion, uh, emotional. It, I think it helps when he's like this because uh, it pushes the team. Like when he's, you know, angry, it, it, he wants to do well. So it's I, I like when he's emotional compared to when he's not. Yeah, because he, he has a play in, in the World Champs. There's a couple of times where he went a little bit flat. Um, yeah, and you could see that yeah. that has a, an effect on everybody around around you as well. Yeah, it can affect the team, uh, like on how he is on the court. If he if it's not his day, like team gets like affected, and it, it's just a bit more down. But you know, like a lot of times when he brings his energy and like he's crazy and just creative stuff, like everyone's up there. Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing, and yeah, you've been amazing as well, mate. Thank you. Yeah, so much. Thanks so much for being on here. Thanks for chatting to us. No problem. Um, we'll hopefully get... We haven't got a jingle yet, so we're hoping Engerpeth would do a rap for us for the free <laughs> jingle at the start. Like, we've seen his rapping's pretty solid. Yeah, he's getting his album coming out, like, this week. Actually? Yeah. Yeah, he's got his album coming out. <laughs> Look on his Instagram, he has his album coming out. Are you going to buy it? Are you gonna That'll help. help. I'll... I'll, I'll... I'll buy it. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us on Freeball, the volleyball podcast. No problem. Thank you. That was awesome. That was, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a real good dude. And he's assured us that he only parties when when he wins something or it's his birthday or holiday. I think then it's allowed. For sure. Do you remember remember, um, after the last Olympics that Usain Bolt won and then there was photos of him in like the Swedish like handball team's room and everyone was like, what's he doing? It's like, well... If you're the best like runner in the world for three Olympics running, you can kind of party as hard as you want. I've always wondered what it would take to get into the Swedish handball <laughs> room. And now I know I have to win Olympic gold. You have to be the fastest years. man in the world for 12 years, nine years, 12 years. Luckily, I live about 100 metres from athletics track. So <laughs> so get training. Um, thank you for listening. Kevin Tilley's obviously been awesome. And we look forward to your continued support. Yeah, please get on to the social media, get us on get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get on Twitter. We are Freeball the Volleyball Podcast. Please follow us, give us a like, send us your comments, anyone that you want us to try and talk to, anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. Yeah, we're here to grow our sport and we yeah. can't wait. Thanks a lot.